Today's episode is brought to you by DB. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything, from the streets to the peaks. DB's gear is travel tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed, developed, released, and refined the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you are able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or tote. We are teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10 or going to the link in our show notes. DB, it's time to move on. Time to get going. What up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Black Expat Podcast. My name is Carl, and I'm excited to be rocking with you guys for yet another episode i'm actually really excited to be back you guys know when i take my sabbaticals as always because you know i got a lot of stuff going on uh not to say that my podcast isn't my number one priority because it actually is but you know life comes at you hard and fast and i just came back from living abroad for 11 years and i'm trying to figure a lot of stuff out it's really really hard to just to live in america after you've been abroad for 11 years Uh, there's a lot of things that come with that you know figuring out where to live trying to buy a car figuring out when to spend time with your family, how to prioritize work. All these things I have to readjust to uh, because, you know, it's very, very different in Taiwan. My lifestyle was very different. What I ate, where I ate, how I ate, how much I spent, everything was really different. So, again, for my, you know, very loyal listeners and everybody who's checking in for the first time, um, I do apologize for taking a week and a half off unexpectedly. But I'm going to jump right back into it. Enough with all that about what we're focusing on today, this wonderful Monday morning. I just want to start it off with the question. What are you? Right? Like, what are you? And what have you always wanted to be? The reason why I asked that question is I did some soul searching. And uh, I was just thinking about, you know, my my current job, my past job, um, and also my passions. And I realized something. I was like, you know, uh, my very first I want to call it my very first full-time job, right? I don't really include my internships in college or, you know, my high school job or working at a movie theater, even though I did that full-time. And that was an amazing job, but it wasn't my first full-time job in adulthood, right? My actual first full-time job in adulthood, um, while I did choose it because I chose to go to Taiwan and become a teacher, it wasn't my choice, And what do I mean by that, right? So it wasn't what I was the most interested in and what I thought I could do the very best, right? And what I will say is when you graduate college, sometimes, you know, unless you go into a very specific field like doctor, lawyer, you don't really know how you want to do what you want to do. You know what you're interested in, right? You know you want to be a doctor, but what kind of doctor, right? You know you want to be a lawyer, but in what field, right? Do you want to save animals? Do you want to save people? You know, do you like what you don't really figure out what it is, you know, how you want to do what it is you want to do. Uh, And for me, I had no idea what I would be good at at that point. I knew what I could do, but I didn't know would I be the best or very good at it or at the level that I wanted to be at, you know, for that particular, whatever that job was once I graduated. It also didn't help that I graduated during the recession. You guys hear me talk about that a lot, but that really did set a lot of people in my, you know, that were born or that were around or graduated around that time. It set us back. Because there were not a lot of options. And we, a lot of us either went back to school or joined programs that kind of, you know, like Teach for America or other things that kind of locked us into being somewhere in a destination for an extended period of time. For me, it just happened to be a whole nother country, right? It happened to be Taiwan. Um, here's what I'll say. 
I started teaching, again, I never wanted to be a teacher, had no interest in it. Um, but I started teaching and I only continued teaching because I realized I was good at it, right? Yes, I enjoyed the kids and I actually did love the students I had, but I didn't have those students for my entire time teaching. But what I did realize is that, man, I'm good at teaching, right? It's not what I was the most passionate about, what I saw myself doing. Heck, I didn't even love doing it until year three, right? I liked doing it, I enjoyed doing it. But as you guys have heard me describe many times, what kept me in Taiwan was the combination of loving and being, sorry, liking and being good at teaching but also, it was the travel, the cost of living, the friendship, you know, the management experience I was gaining, creating all these programs, right? It was a combination of those things. It wasn't my, you know, it wasn't my only focus, right? So when I say, like, what are you and what are you looking to do? I'm actually asking you those questions, right? Again, some of us, we love our jobs. We love what we're doing. We're really, really into it. It gets us up every day. We don't feel drained when we go and do it. But then, you know, those are subtle things that's in the back of your head or in your mind where you're like, man, I really wish I could do this or I hope I could do this. Or if I had more time, I would do this. Or man, I'm really, really passionate about this. Or my friend just got a new job doing this. Man, I wish I could do that. Or that sounds like something that I could do, right? Or some of us, we're so bogged down by, you know, day the day to day. Um, money, <laughs> that's a huge part of it, dealing with the pandemic, families, friends, that even in our own field, even in our own company, sometimes we forget there are other opportunities out there. I was on Twitter the, the other day and I saw a quote. It was really, really cool. It said, man, the best job security is knowing that I don't have to work here, right? It's knowing that, hey, I have other options out there. I have other choices. I have things that I could pursue. I may not get all of them, but I can damn sure get one of them. Especially now with the workforce and the work world changing, you know, either going remote or going half office, half remote, or just creating new opportunities because we are remote. There's so many opportunities out there right now and so much opportunity for movement and mobility that no one, hopefully, you know, know this isn't true for everyone, no one should feel tied down to any one position. Now, again, there are some people who found their dream job, fell in love with it, owned their own companies, are entrepreneurs, are working in countries where, man, I don't care about my job. I just love where I'm at. And I may not be speaking to you, but I may be speaking to you as well. Right. And I want to think about it. I, I mentioned a few things that kind of hold us back from either changing jobs or changing lifestyles, changing careers or whatever. Right. Peer pressure is real. People don't really understand that peer pressure is real. So oftentimes our friendship groups, like I have an amazing friendship group. I have somebody who's an executive vice president in my friendship group, people who own their own business in my friendship group, presidents of companies, people who are in the stock market, people who are just contractors and who've made millions of dollars, people who've worked at one company for 20 years, saved all their money, and now can do literally whatever he wants to do with his life, right? I have those people in my friendship circle. And sometimes for others, you're trying to keep up. And sometimes keeping up means staying where you're at. Right. It's like, man, I'm making a good enough living here. I can do a few investments here, you know, invest in a couple of stocks, uh, you know, do some fantasy football uh, gambling or, you know, whatever. But when you're super comfortable and a change may require you to, you know, either go down a peg to go up or may adjust your living style or or may not allow you to compete at the level that you're competing with your peers. You know, it 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 does kind of hold you back. And and it's not even only in the competition part of it. 
right? It's also in what you talk about. I was, and this is very cultural. I want to get into the culture of it all. You know, like in Taiwan, um, young women specifically, and also young men as well, they really talk about in your 20s and your mid 20s, like once you hit 25, 26, why aren't you getting married? Why aren't you having kids? And I was talking to someone the other day and she's like, I heard this all the time when I was in Taiwan. And, and she's like, I haven't even found my dream job. Like, I'm I'm teaching. I don't even really like teaching like that. She, and this is a Taiwanese woman. She's like, well, every time I, I'm around my family, and even my friends are like, yeah, it's time to find a boyfriend. Yeah, it's time to get married. Yeah, why aren't you getting married? You, haven't you found someone yet? Uh, but she was like, man, have you asked me what I'm, what I'm passionate about? Have I found the job that I like? Have I lived the life that I've wanted to live yet before I'm tied down to a husband? and tied down to kids and my options are even more limited. Now I will say that shouldn't limit you, but it is a limiting factor. It shouldn't, it shouldn't limit you. There are ways around it, but it is a limiting factor because the ways around it are tough. That's just a fact. There are ways around it. You can do it. There are super women, super men out there doing it, but it's tough. It's a limiting factor, but it doesn't limit you. Right. But just like really think about that, like hearing that over and over and over again, you end up tracking, not tracking, but tricking, or, you know, falling into that, yeah, and then that becomes you, right? We, 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 are, we become products of how we grow up and where we grow up and what's set to us as we're growing up. We set these expectations on ourselves, sometimes not from ourselves, from what we're told from our parents, from our expectations. And then when we don't meet those expectations, we find ourselves drowning in the fact that people around us are doing it, right? Drowning in that. Like, for example, if I wanted a family, by the time I was 25. My older sister had that. She has a big family now. She has a husband. They both have great salaries. They're doing very, very well for themselves. She has a huge family. She's in her 30s and her and, and her son, you know, is, is in high school. So like when he starts drinking, she'll still be young. Things that I kind of missed out on because I didn't have kids when I was in my 20s. I don't have kids now, right? However, if I just sat there and just stared at that and thought about that and didn't realize how fortunate and blessed I was to have my experiences that I can now share with my sister, that I can now share with my nieces and nephews, and that she can share her experiences with me. And when I am ready to have kids, I have somebody to turn to and talk to. And when she is ready to travel the world and live adventurously and do everything she's ever wanted to do, she has somebody to, you know, to ask, to go to. But if I'm just so bogged down in, I want this, I want it now, why can't I get it? It'll destroy me, right? I wouldn't be able to get what I wanted because I'm so focused on getting what I wanted. Y'all ain't hear that. Sometimes it's hard to get what you want when you're so focused on getting what you want. Even with my relationships, I have, as very few times, I've actively been seeking a girlfriend and gotten one. It's always been super random. I've just been randomly single. I meet somebody, we hit it off, bam, we're together. It's never been, damn, I'm... I need a girlfriend. Let me go out on the prowl. Set me up. Go on blind dates. It's, and again, I know it's it's a it's I'm very fortunate to happen like that. I guess for me, but I also know people who've met been with their high school sweetheart their entire lives, and I'm like, dang, I wish I could meet my soulmate in high school. <laughs> I thought I did. <laughs> uh, she was not it. She was not it. I thought of somebody I liked, and I realized she also was not it. You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's different for everyone. But one of the things about again, I am the black expat. One of the unique things about being abroad is that uh, you don't really worry about what people next to you are doing, right? Until social media has changed that. But back then, and even now in some ways, if you're not a big social media buff and you live abroad, or even if you don't live abroad, just not a big social media person, um, you're not worried about that. Why? Because there's so many people doing so many different things that you then become okay with doing so many different things. So I ask, what are you? 
And what are you working toward? What do you want to be? Right? There's so many people when I was abroad doing so many different things. Not everybody was a teacher, believe it or not. And if they were a teacher, their hobbies were different. We had a bar called Arts and Crafts Bar where artists, photographers, painters, sculptors, right? Uh, nude, nude models. We had all those things in the bar in one expat community. So when you see this, you're immediately you're like, man, my, my mindset shifted. I was like, man, uh, y'all doing all this different stuff. And I'm just a teacher. I'm just a director of a private school. Well, again, it's dope. Don't get me wrong. I love my job. I love what I was doing. But it's like, man, what else could I be doing? And it was through them. You know, people say, oh, I want to live vicariously through you. Well, I'm experiencing it with them. And I'm like, well, what am I good at? What do I like to do? How am I using my time? How can I connect with these people and figure things out? Right? And I think being abroad for me, one, is already out, was already out of my comfort zone the first time I went. Maybe even the second time. <laughs> but after a while, it became home. Taiwan is home to me. It feels like home. Right? America, home is where family is. And my family is in America. This will always be where I'm from. But for me as an individual, Taiwan is my home. It's my second home. Right? It's where I feel very, very comfortable. I love being there. I love the feeling of being on an island, right? Of going to 7-Eleven and getting everything that I need, of not spending too much darn money on everything. You know what I mean? Like, I love that feeling. It's amazing to me, right? I like it. But again, one of the things about being abroad is that there's hella people doing hella different things. So it's easy to lean into stuff that you never imagined you could have done back home for whatever reason, whatever your limiting factor was, right? It really helped me lean into stuff, right? So when I ask, what are you? What are you working toward? What do you want to be, right? What do you want to do, right? One, gas yourself up, no matter what it is, make sure you gas yourself up. But once you step outside of your comfort zone and that fear is gone, it's like, why not, right? Why not? Nothing should hold you back from being able to accomplish that. So I'm going to answer the question, right? Because I have in some ways. But what I realized from my experiences abroad and even coming back home and just with everything I've been through as a black expat, I'm a multifaceted creative. I'm not super good at one thing. Okay, I take that back. I am super good at one thing, I think, and it is talking. I'm a talker, right? I'm an introvert that is good at speaking. I've done you know, public speaking events. I'm a leader of people. Like, I do that. Right? I'm good at organizing. I'm good at inspiring. That's what I do. That's why I have a podcast. That's why I'm so passionate about podcasting. Right? I am, that's what I'm extremely good at, in my opinion. You may think otherwise, but if you're listening, I hope you kind of sort of agree. If not, send me feedback. I love to get better. I love to learn. Nobody's perfect. Right? But as a multifaceted creative, I'm really good at a bunch of little things. And that's what feeds and drives me to want to be even better and all those little things, right? So I was so afraid to get into YouTube because I was like, man, I don't have a face for TV. I did it. I'm good at it. I like it, right? I was really afraid to start writing. If you click the link in the description of this podcast, you'll see all these things. I started writing on Medium. I like it. I'm good at it. I like doing it. I have a lot to share, right? But it took me stepping outside of my comfort zone because I was so afraid. You know, when you're in management and leadership positions, especially at an early age, right, you have an element of control. Right? People respond to you in a different way because you are leading them. So it's very seldom that you'll feel embarrassed. But feeling embarrassed, right, when I gave my first speech in Beijing, China, in front of 2,000 people, 
right? I felt nervous, embarrassed, and embarrassed. And that's when I took the biggest step ever in my life, right? Speaking wise, right? Everything, my entire life changed after that. I needed life changing moments. Being abroad, stepping outside of my comfort zone, taking it to the next level, made me embrace being a multifaceted creative. I don't just have to stick to one thing, right? You don't just have to have one job. You can have a side hustle, but you don't have to have a side hustle. You can have a side passion. You can try new things and it is okay. It's okay to fail. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to not be perfect. What's not okay is to not do what you want to do, to not know what you are, to not lean into who you are and who you're striving to be. Nothing should hold you back. Step outside of those comfort zones. Do what makes you happy. Live adventurously. All that jazz. And more importantly, Make sure you subscribe and share this podcast episode if you enjoyed it, because I really enjoy talking to you guys. Again, thank you for rocking with me for another episode of the Black Expat Podcast. Become a patron. I'll be releasing Patreon episodes. My patrons listening. I'm dropping it today. So don't worry about that. I am getting back to being a better uh, distributor of information for my Patreonage. But thank you guys for tuning in. I'm Carl, the Black Expat. We are